0: to be sunbeams for you, Lord Jesus. We want to shine forth your light and be that pleasure in your heart. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Children, children. Is today a children's day? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're speaking today, considering the topic, Raising Godly Seed for Generational Blessing. Today is our Children's Day for 2017, and I want to appreciate the chaplaincy for the opportunity given me to share a few talks with us from the Word of God on this day that the children have been given room to bless your hearts. I am confident that they have blessed your hearts so far. And the Lord has even more for you today as we look into His Word, raising godly seed for generational blessing. Godly seed. That's what the word says, that's what the topic says. Godly seed for generational blessing. The passage we read in Malachi at the beginning of that chapter 2 says and I read and now verse 1 and now this admonition is for you O priests. It goes on to address the other people if you read down that chapter up to verse 15 where our topic is taken from. But it's quite noteworthy that that first statement in verse 2 says. My admonition, this admonition is for you, O priests. And before you get carried away and focus your gaze behind me, know ye that you and I, you and I have been called to be kings and priests. So, when it says, O priests, it's referring to you. It's referring to me. It's not referring only to those in castle. It's not only referring to, only to those in color. It's referring to you and I. And we're told there in verse 15, Has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and spirit they are his. And why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. He was seeking godly offspring. Our theme for the year has been Prepare to meet thy God. Prepare to meet thy God. And today, on this children's day, it bears repeating that this preparation to meet God for us as parents is not just preparing yourself as father. It's not just preparing yourself as mother. Yes, that is primary. But it's, there is a responsibility on you and I as parents. And when I say parents, it doesn't leave out those who are not yet married. Every one of us is called to a responsibility over the little ones. Either because they are your biological children, or they are your children by some other factor. These are my children. And you can appreciate when I say that. Or they are your children because they are in your vicinity. Remember the story of the good Samaritan. Who is my neighbor? That was the question that brought it up. And it's just that person near you. If that child is near you, you have a responsibility under God to that child. Praise the Lord. Let's establish some ground basics First Peter 2, chapter 9, of uh, verse 9 and 10, I had already made reference to that where we're told that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a collection of kings and priests. So, what we are reading in Malachi is directed at you, my brother, is directed at you, my sister. I want to talk about generational blessings. It behoves us to perhaps go back to early part of the Bible, the beginning of the Bible to be even more exact. We sing this song, Abraham's blessings are mine, Abraham's blessings are mine, Abraham's blessings are mine. Let's see what blessings were those of Abraham that we are laying claim to. Let's go to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, turn with me to Genesis chapter 17, and let's remind ourselves some of the things that began even this our relationship with the Lord. He started with the man Abraham. My children want to read, and it's their day. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 17, yes, from verse 1.
1: When Abraham was ninety-nine years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. Verse two. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you. Verse three. Then Abraham fell on his face and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you and I, and I shall be the father of a multitude of nations verse 5 no longer shall your name be abraham but your name shall be abraham for i have made you the father of, of a multitude of nations verse 6 and i will make you fruitful and i will make make nations of you and kings shall be shall comfort from you verse 7 and i will establish My covenant between me and you and your descendants after you have throughout their their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you.
0: Verse 8 and the last.
1: I will give you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an Everlasting possession and I will be their God. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you. We see here God establishing formally the covenant with Abraham. And he declared in verse 7, I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. If you study this first book of the Bible closely, you will find that in the earlier... This wasn't the first time God was speaking to Abraham about his plans to use him, about his plans to bless him, about his plans to transform the world through him. If we go to an earlier portion in Genesis chapter 12... We find where God called him initially. And it's quite instructive that he says there, the Lord said to Abraham, verse two, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Notice, God was talking to Abraham, and all he was telling him was about Abraham, "I will bless you. I will make I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you." There was no mention. Of his descendants. Indeed he had no child at that time. There was no mention. It was strictly personal. God was beginning with him. I will bless you. God didn't end his call there. That was the call for Abraham to move. Get up. Be ye separate from these people. Come away. And he did. Just with these words, he got up, picked everything, and moved. In chapter 15, God called again. Let's see that call. In verse 1, it says there, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I like the way the King James puts it. Fear not, Abraham.'" Fear not, I am your shield and your very great reward. King James says, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And it's very, it's almost like an anticlimax what Abraham answers in verse 2. But Abraham said, O sovereign Lord, O sovereign Lord. He's acknowledging the Lord. But like somebody told me, um, it's a misrepresentation of words to say, no, Lord. If he's Lord, the answer is yes. So he says, oh, sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is a Leazar of Damascus. We're trying to establish a background to this whole idea of raising godly seed for generational blessing. God had made a profound statement in this verse 1 Fear not, Abraham. I, more chineke more do more properly with people. I am your shield. I am your very great reward. What more could you ask for? The owner of the whole world, the creator of the whole world, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the way maker says, I am your shield. He has given himself to Abraham, like he has given to us through him, for a possession. I am available for you. And Abraham was short sighted, like we are many times. And he says, Nani, how? How can this be? What can you give me? The creator of the whole world, what can he give you? What do you want? Should actually be the question. And God assures him. God gives him assurance. Clear assurance that not only is he calling him to be separate from these people. To be sanctified unto him. He is giving him assurance of provision, of possession. Of everything that matters. God answered him in verse 4. This man will not be your heir. Everything points to the fact that this is what is going to become of your life. This is what you are going to end up as. All you have earned, all you have worked for, is going to end in the house of this your faithful servant. But God says, no, he will not be your heir. But a son Coming from your own body will be your heir. And he told him to look up at heaven and count the stars. And then we see that very, very important event that made Abraham the friend of God. Verse 6 Abraham believed the Lord. Abraham did what, children? Abraham believed the Lord. He took the Lord at his word. What he failed to hear in verse 1, because the cry of his childlessness was speaking louder, shouting louder than the voice of the Lord, telling him, I am your very great reward. He was hearing the one that was shouting from inside of him, you are childless. He was louder. But God in his patience gave him a reassurance. And Abraham, verse 6 says, Believed the Lord. And it was credited to him as righteousness. This is the basis, the baseline, where we started from. Where this whole uh, race, our committal to God began. And in chapter 18, Chapter 18, verse 19. Anybody? Chapter 18, verse 19.
1: Chapter 18, verse 19. And he says, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring up Abraham that which he had spoken of him.
0: For I know him. Thank you very much. That was God's declaration. On a, if you like, fourth visit. He said concerning Abraham. Abraham now. For I know him. Has God known you? Has he come to see you? Believing him? And he crediting it to you for righteousness. So that he is bold to declare. For I know him. That he will do what? That he will command his children and his household after him. This was no longer just Abram moving. And being carried away only by God said I should come. I'm going. Are you people coming? Come along. And anybody that wants to come along did, including carrying a lot with him. A lot. And I use that in very deliberately in that sense. He took a lot with him. And he had to leave a lot before all that God planned for him could be perfectly fulfilled. Praise the Lord. This is the ground basis and we are being told raise godly seed why has god allowed the institution of marriage various reasons but this one stands out in the passage we read today in Malachi that god is interested in raising godly seed he's interested in raising godly offspring and as has been Aptly described in other climes, other situations. That you are able to bring a child into this world does not make you a father. It does not make you a mother. It is not enough that you are able to procreate. There is something in raising. A child is born... That that child has to be raised and it takes responsibility. It takes a commitment to the Lord to raise a child. It is not about paying the school fees. Oh, that's important. It's not about putting food on the table. That is absolutely important because if you don't do it, the Bible declares very clearly that you're worse than an infidel. It goes a lot beyond that. And where we read in verse 19, brings it out. Let me read it from the uh, NIV. It says there, For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. To do what? To do what? Keep the way of the Lord. How will he do that? By doing what is right and just. By doing what? By doing what is right and just. So that, and this is very important for us adults. We need to note this. Very important. So that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. What does that mean? If you are mathematical. he says God has promised Abraham this. I will bless you. And then here he is putting a proviso. This thing I have promised Abraham. If when he has directed his children. And his household after him. I think I should say something about this particular point. Many times we feel that. Our biological children, whatever that means, are the most important in our household. They may be, but they are not the only important. Because that other child that is in your house, who is not your biological child, is in your house. is a member of your household. And even if you decide that you want to make a distinction between your blood and the other, he is a member of your household and is bound to affect your household. Beyond that is the fact that the Lord is interested in that member of your household. As much as in your seed, direct seed. And he gives Abraham this. He says he will direct his children. And his household after him. To keep the way of the Lord. When Abraham sent. His servant to pick a wife for. His son. He could trust. That he will do. His bidding. He will not fail him. He will not misrepresent him. You and I. Should have a pattern where we determine that those in our household learn of us the things that will not be confusing like the drama depicted where you are at home and telling this man that ah, no, 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 I can't see you today I'm in Abuja and the child is there and wondering when did our house turn to Abuja and yet the next minute you are telling him how he must tell the truth all the time. Ah! Even the adult brain cannot stand that level of confusion there. eh? How much more a child's brain. So you must have a situation where the person in your household, you are called by somebody. I came to your house and this person told me this, I asked him for to release so-and-so to me, and this is the answer he gave me. And you're able to say to him, that's good. That's the answer I would have given you. It comes from imparting this to your household. But you and I know that you can only impart what you have. If you don't have it, you can't impact it. So, preparing to meet your God begins with you, begins with me. And beyond that preparation, that individual preparation to meet our God is the element of preparing those around us, our children and our household, to do justly. Praise the Lord our children and our household to do justly. Why do we need to raise them? Genesis 1 verse 28. Any child? Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Okay.
1: Praise the Lord. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth.
0: Praise the Lord. Ordinarily, this verse would not be so important to mention, but you and I live in such a perverse world that um, you only need to go to make a random pick of any country in Europe, for example, and people get married. But it's almost like sometimes they they sign a prenuptial agreement that no children, no. No children. Why do we need to raise children? Because God said, at the very beginning, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. God required that from Adam and Eve there should be a multiplication. To fill the earth. To occupy the whole earth. Because that is the reason why he created the earth and the heavens. To now choose to not have children. Because you don't want the responsibility. There are a lot of stress. Ah, everyone, this one is crying. You don't know what he's crying, why he's crying. You give him what he says he wants and the next minute he's crying again. You're confused, he cannot speak your language yet. If it didn't require that much of a challenge, if it didn't require that much of Trying to understand. There would have been no cause. To give it as a command. But we are commanded to raise. Raise these children. And that is where that command began from. And as the Lord continued to interact with man and with us. He fine tuned it. And we are speaking today about raising children. Godly seed. It's not just now fill the earth with anything. God is interested in filling the earth. But he's more interested in filling the earth with godly seed. And in that same chapter 1, we know that it talks about the things he created. Reproducing after their own kind. Each one producing the one that looks like him. Each one producing the one that is fashioned like him. God made us in his own image and likeness. And he wants us to produce others in his image and likeness. But we know that that has been smeared following the fall. But God has restored that relationship with the death of our Lord Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So that now, you and I have an opportunity. And some of us have taken that opportunity and become sons of God. Children of God. Recreated, as it were, in the image of God. And God is interested in multiplying that breed that looks like him. And the children laid before you here are potential instruments. As the prophecies declared, they are destined for greatness. God has determined to make giants of them. Giants. When we say giants, not just like the sons of Anak. No. Giants in every respect. Giants in the eyes of the Lord. Giants. Giants. Who are bigger than those that are physically bigger than them. They told you about how David killed the giant. They didn't even bother naming him. It wasn't that important. It wasn't with fear. It wasn't with crying. It was with trust in the Lord. And David was a bigger giant than that giant. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We are called to raise these children. How do we raise them? I can just throw it open and we'll all give our various opinions how we raise the children. It's a multidisciplinary thing, yes. But as you can see from the place we read in Genesis 18-19, there is a conditionality to it. If you're going to Get that blessing the Lord has attached to raising these children. So even though you may depend on your non-working retired mother who is at home. You are too busy with your career. So grandma will take care of them at home. Grandfather who is at home. Widowed. Not doing anything. We'll keep an eye on them. In many situations, you and I know, not in all situations, but I think in more than none, than uh, um, otherwise, the grandfather or the grandmother is going to be very liberal with your child. It's almost like Those things he feels, hey, maybe I shouldn't have been this hard on this my son or this my daughter. He now sees an opportunity in the grandson or granddaughter to be soft. And very often goes the other extreme. And fails to appreciate that the success you have today is perhaps because he was that hard on you. It's perhaps because he was that stringent on his instructions to you. So if you're depending on grandma, grandpa, to raise this child, you're leaning on a broken reed. They will have their roles to play. But that is not going to fulfill God's purpose. The school teachers, for some of us, we are delighted whenever there is some arrangement that enables the child to stay in school Till 6 p.m. So you can have all the time to do all you want. But if you're going to raise this child after your own kind, you don't need a stranger to raise him for you. It should not be a situation where you say to your child, If you want to do LCM, draw it like this, and then, and he says, uh, Mommy, Auntie said that. And you finish saying, okay, I agree. Auntie said that, but learn this one. And tomorrow you ask him to do the homework before you. And he tells you, Auntie said that there is great influence from the secondary sources of raising. That great influence should not overwhelm your influence it should not overwhelm my influence because god requires that we fulfill genesis 18:19 so that the blessing he has already promised will not have anything blocking it What about the house-helps or our relations? Sometimes we're so tired, the job is so excruciating. Let the house help do that. Eh, hey, 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 go, go, let, uh, let uh, Aboma help you with the assignment. Sometimes it works on the assignment level. Sometimes even at that level it doesn't work. A who you have not allowed to go to secondary school is now helping your child with the mathematics. He will soon get HCF when they are doing LCM. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. These are all, make no mistakes about it important elements, instruments in raising our children. But you must see them for what they are. Help, assistance, not the primary thing. God held Abraham responsible for what his children become, for how he takes his household, and responsible to the point of determining how much of what he has promised him. He can see it was tied to that responsibility. So, if you are to have generational blessings where the blessing does not end with you, and they say, Ah, ne, oh, my prof, mana, Bible, he cannot read a straight sentence in English language. Why? Because you were so busy professing that there was no time to take him through the basics. By the time you had time for him, he had no time for you. Because he had spent that time with the house help. And of course, when you're not there, there is DSTV and the house help feels and he's not going to chase Junior away. He'll be there. But we need to raise godly seeds. If you are to have generational blessing, I'm not just talking about doing your duty to your child as in fulfilling the government instituted requirement that you should send him to school. We're talking about transforming his life. We're talking about doing justice and judgment Showing him the way that is just, showing him the way that is right. And it requires you to go from one level to the other. Identify the level you're on now. When God called Abram in chapter 12, chapter 11, chapter 12 of Genesis, he was in the midst of idol worshippers. And we can safely safely assume that he was also worshipping idols. Are you at that level? God called Abraham. He's calling you today. Are you still having something that is taking you away from serving the Lord? Are you still tied to that idol that has no form? It's like the earth before God intervened. Without form and void. But it's still holding you. It's still an idol. Maybe your work. It may be your drive. It may be your ambition. It's not giving you room to be committed to the Lord. To be sacrificially given to the Lord's call. God is calling you. On this Children's Day, God is asking you, come. I need you to come away. From these ephemeral things. Come away from these things that promise you the sky. I have an offer for you that will take you beyond the sky. Or have you answered that call? But you are still looking to the Lord. He has not really struck you as your exceeding great reward. You are still looking at your situation. Hey, How many years now I've been driving this jalopy. Make it, make it, make it, make nothing still shows up. When you think that they're going to improve, suddenly recession sets in. Are you still looking at the conditionalities around you? Are you still seeing how your neighbor, who has not given himself to Christ as much as you, is getting more material blessings. Are you still carried away by those things that you see? God is calling you to see that He is your exceeding great reward. He is your shield. Don't just be content with having come away, with having answered the call. And you are now in the house of God. Recognize God. And believe him like Abraham. So that he can reckon it as righteousness to you. Don't be tied down. Still looking for that great breakthrough. Let me make it. Oh, by all means you must be ambitious. God has called us to not be slack. But that should not be the end. Of your race. The end of your desires. You need to be in that position. Where you are interested. And committed. To being the instrument that God can use. That God will use. The instrument that wherever you are. Anybody coming in. Will feel. Like the tramp in the drama. There is so much light here. It is so dark out there. You make a statement and it reaches the soul of that person. Why? Because deep, call it to deep. If you have dipped yourself in the Lord, your mere breath will reach the heart of that next person. He may not even understand why he is being touched. But it is the Lord at work. And you, you and I can be that instrument. We can it's clearly demonstrated in so many lives. And we have just used Abraham as one of them today. And I need to ask you. Where are you? At what level? Wherever it is, the Lord has something to you on this children's day. The Lord has come to you with open arms. And is offering himself to you as shield. Great reward. Exceeding great reward. And this is what he calls us to do. As many of us as have desired, committed ourselves to this call, answered it, and want to stand fulfilling that call in Malachi chapter 2 verse 15. So that we raise godly seed. Let's go back to Malachi chapter 2 and see what God really has in stock for us as we bring our discussion to a close. Malachi chapter 2. You're going to read verse 5 to 7 of Malachi chapter 2.
1: My covenant was with him, one of life and peace, and I gave them to him that he might fear me. Just
0: hold on. Just hold on. This was God speaking to the priests. And we had already established at the beginning that you and I are priests and king. He says, My covenant was with him. Is God's covenant with you? A covenant of life and peace. Continue.
1: So he feared me and was reverent before my he name. He
0: feared me. How is your fear of the Lord? How does what you do daily reflect the fear of God? How does how you respond to that person who is abusing you? demonstrate your fear of the Lord? Does it put it aside? Would address the fear of the Lord? Is that the level you are at? Continue.
1: The law of truth was in his mouth, mm. and injustice was not found on
0: his lips. Mm, just wait. True instruction. True instruction was in his mouth. And nothing false was found on his lips. A short drama demonstrated something that is very ubiquitous these days. With uh, uh, technological advancement, if you call it advancement. You put the phone, somebody is walking past you and is screaming. My friend, I'm telling you I'm talking to you from London. Is it because you're seeing a Nigerian number? And blatant lies brazenly declared that if you're going to raise godly seed, you must heed this, this word. True instruction was in his mouth and nothing, nothing false was found on his lips. Continue, my dear.
1: He walked with me in peace and equity and turned many, from, and turned many away there. from
0: iniquity. He walked with me in peace. And uprightness. How many of us don't desire this? Daily. To walk with God in peace. In uprightness. And in that walk. In that walk. You're turning many from sin. People look at your life. And want to serve the Lord. They're not waiting for you to come and. Breathe down verses of scripture on their head. No, 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 no. Just looking at your life is giving them a hunger to serve the Lord. That is the impact that will raise godly seed for generational blessings. Continue.
1: For the lips of a priest should Mm. keep knowledge. Mm. And people should seek the Lord from Mm. his mouth. Mm. For For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts.
0: Nothing... Could be better as a conclusion to our message today. Verse 7 of that Malachi chapter 2. I re-emphasize it. For the lips of a priest. For the lips of a father. For the lips of a mother. For the lips of an auntie. For the lips of an uncle. Ought to preserve knowledge. Not destroy it not make it uh, change its shape, not distract it to preserve knowledge that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. The lips of the priests ought to preserve knowledge. And from his mouth, men, men, including these babes and sucklings, should seek instruction. Should seek instruction. Why? Because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty. If you are going to raise godly offspring, and we are all called to do that, we must become the messenger of the Lord Almighty. As we bow down our heads to pray, I want you to consider, where do you stand? Think about the walk of Abraham, from when he was an idol worshipper, to when God called him in chapter 11, chapter 12, come away. No doubt you have heard, if you are under this roof, you have heard. Before now, and if not before now, you have heard even today, through the ministration of the children, that God wants you. God says, come. Come away. Get away from where you are. I want you for myself. Where do you stand? Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you come to know him? Have you just surrendered to him and said, yes, I want to be born again, but every other thing you're in charge of? Have you surrendered to him and you come to church? You come for midweek service. You come for Friday prayers. But you're still like, God, can you really solve this my childlessness problem? Can you really make it such that I will not be in red every, at the end of every month? Can you actually provide for me and for my family? have having been provided for, have you still in that situation where you're looking for a greater breakthrough? I, my mates... Are, see my mate, He has uh, gone abroad. I'm still here. God wants you today. If you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to surrender your heart to the Lord. You have an opportunity now. You have an opportunity. No day could be better than today, children's day. Because we are speaking of kingdom matters. And the Lord himself said, of such is the kingdom of God. If you will come to the Lord, you must come as a child. You must come as a child. And no better day than today is that appropriate. To come as a child. To receive the Lord. As I hand over to the priests. You have opportunity. To take that step. And become equipped. With the basic requirements. That will enable you to raise. Godly seed. And qualify you. For the generational blessings. That God himself has ordained. And promised. In Jesus name. If you know you responded to that call, just say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word that has come strong to your servant. Lord Jesus, ask your God for grace to be able to raise godly children in my home. Lord, I commit every offspring of my life into your hands. That this once indeed, the O Lord, they will grow up as godly children. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, thank you, almighty God, for hearing our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are free. Amen.